Till Death Do Us Watch podcast, where a married couple talks about TV. My name is May, and with me is... I am John. Hello, John. How's it going? Season three, baby. Oh, yeah, baby. It is Prado time. I'm so excited to get to the season. Oh, my God. We Oh, we're going to have fun. Yeah. It's going to be so much fun. Let's, let's get, let's dive on in. Dive on in. Yeah, so season three, episode one, titled Our Father. It starts off with Dex at a dentist office getting a crown put in. Yeah. We get a recap of how good his summer was, which yeah. I don't know about you, but I was immediately filled with rage when he's like, oh, I went to the carnival. And I'm like, Paul <laughs> is turning in his grave. What are you talking about? You can't mention circuses or carnivals in this show. Right. I, <laughs> so I have forgotten that that's the way the season opened. And as soon as he said, I went to the carnival. <laughs> whoa, Guys, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> whoa. Seriously, though, like next to me, I could just hear John. Just... <sighs> if you check, if you check uh, Paul's ghost YouTube channel, he has a reaction video. Yeah. Yeah. Of, of Dexter's trip to the carnival. Yeah. He didn't even do it right. He killed way too many people. And where were the elephants? And the kids? Forget about it. Yeah, at the beginning of this episode, we just get the mantra almost of everything is going well. Yeah. And everything is good. Everything's good. Everything is good. Everything is falling into place. And you have Rita saying that at least five times. You have Rita saying everything's fitting into place at least five different times during this whole episode. Yep. <laughs> I wonder what that's for. Everything is good. We get a little scene of Dex on his boat having a good time. We get to Rita's house for breakfast where, again, everything is good. Dex and Rita are having a lot of humps, which so is good. Many. Yeah. He said that Rita's the, the glue that holds everything in place, that helps his life be as perfect as it is. Yeah. And that's nice. That's so sweet. And again, nice touches. Aster wants normal pancakes because she's growing up. She's getting older. It's a nice touch. Yeah. And it, also, when Dexter's on his boat, I, I felt like it was very reminiscent of the first season. Mm -hmm. And it, even in that first episode where he's like, oh, I'm trying to fake it. And, oh, yeah, for and sure. in this one, he's like, yeah, I, I find myself not needing to fake it. I'm, I'm cool with it. Yeah. Really good contrast there. Yeah. And we get to see Cody inviting Dex to come to dad day at his school. Oh, my heart. Yeah. So cute. I love this kid. Everything, again, I have in this scene alone, like everything is going good at least three times. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, no more drama haunting me is what Rita says. Yeah. Which is good. Yeah. Like just, <laughs> I think we need to say it like at least... 15 more times that everything is good. The drinking game for this pod is every time we say, they're saying, things are good. <laughs> Back at Dexter's apartment, Dex is looking at a new victim for his blood box. <laughs> He's looking at Freebo, who's a guy that killed two college girls. And also Harry's birthday is coming up. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yep. It's just a lot of exposition in this first episode. And Harry's birthday's coming up, and why not get him a free bow? Yes, because that's all that Harry wants, is for Dexter to be killing more people. Uh, well, yeah, isn't it? <laughs> I mean, kind of, I guess. I think it's a really nice contrast to last season. 
yeah. in how the whole time Dex is like, well, the, does the code say it's okay? Or I don't know, or Harry, or he's having all these daddy issues mm-hmm. in season two. And I love that we've come far enough that he's contemplating giving his dead dad a kill. Yeah. It shows that he's healed a lot since the whole I killed my dad thing. That whole that whole thing. He's he's healed. It's good. He's found peace. We get to the precinct where Dex shows up with donuts. Yes. Part and, of his routine. And uh, yeah, Masuka's writing an article for FQ, Forensics <laughs> Quarterly. Yeah. And we're introduced to Quinn. He's a bald tan man. Yeah. Look how he bald. Just... Look how tan. <laughs> it's their their new guy because they needed to fill into that empty space, you know. And uh, yeah, we meet Quinn, and I I really love this guy, and I'm I'm really excited to to get to know him a little more. He's a shining little beacon in the precinct. He is not shining; he's tan. <laughs> but then he smiles, and he has the whitest smile. <laughs> yeah, it's too white. This is the thing with the gold chains and everything. <laughs> he fits into Miami really well. Yeah, maybe that's the issue. <laughs> oh no! I like Quinn sometimes. Oh, yeah. yeah. This is one of them. So, yay. Yay. Deb finally calls Dex out on not recognizing or calling out her haircut. Yeah. 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 Guys. Oh, my God. I love her haircut so much. Her hair is gorgeous. Yeah, it looks really good. Yeah, she says it's the first haircut she's gotten in a while and looking back at flashbacks. Yeah, she's never changed her hairstyle, so it's great for her. It's huge. She's also given up men, liquor, and smokes for the last 27 days. Wow. And she and Dex are going to do a thing for Harry's birthday. Yeah, which I guess it, it is a, an annual thing that we just didn't know about. Back at the precinct kitchen, Batista's wearing the same clothes again, and LaGuerta points it out. Yeah. To which Batista's like, I love you, but why do you care? And it's because LaGuerta's doing the announcement. Detective Sergeant Batista. Oh, my goodness. He's got the whole job. He got a raise and he got a new job. Angel is Deb's boss now, which means, according to Deb, she's a lock for her detective shield. Yeah. Which is great. And Masuka hands Dex his article, and even Masuka notices Deb's hair. So, uh, yeah, Dex is <laughs> in hot water with that one. Yeah. <laughs> At Freebo's house, God, I love every one of Dexter's characters. We talked about it a little bit with the Castillos at the Drunkyard in Season 1. Oh, yes. Uh, We've talked about his various characters in Season 2. And I love Junkie Dex eating Oreos like a junkie. Yeah. Just the (laughs) whole thing. Just eating the cream and then throwing away the cookie. (laughs) Like a a junkie would. (laughs) He stopped by Freebo's doorboy man, but is is led inside. Mm -hmm. And here's my issue. Whenever, my God, there are video games in a TV show. Yeah. It, they're always made up or not real or obscure or terrible games that people wouldn't play. Yeah. I mean, Xbox bowling, <laughs> at least make it a Wii. Like, right? Because we all awful. know that's what he was actually playing, but yeah. no. Yeah. Well, he even, he even like moves the controller. Yeah. And then when he did that, I'm like, no, it's an Xbox. Shut your mouth. <laughs> Shut your mouth. That's an Xbox. <laughs> we all know. And I loved Dex's like little like, yeah, you need a little more hook on the split there. <laughs> yeah, like his little junky laugh. Yeah. Creepy little laugh. My God. Yeah, it's fun. Michael C. Hall kills it. Uh, Tegan, who we will run into later, comes in during a business transaction and gets yelled at. So she so she leaves in a huff. 
And it's really nice when Dexter's victims are also assholes. Oh, yeah. It just makes it that much more satisfying. Yeah. Yeah, you don't want, them. like, a reformed dad no. that stabbed a girl in college, and now he has a family and a daughter, and he's teaching her good things. No. no. You, you want fucking junkie-selling piece of shit yeah. who's trying to pawn everything in his house for you, you know? Ugh, this yeah. fucking asshole. Oh, and I... his mistreatment of women. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah, also, there's that. I guess. Yeah. Or, you know, any time there is a man who, who calls a woman a cunt, I'm kind of like, not every time. I know a lot of comedians you like that. Anyway, point anyway. is, <laughs> I, I would say that any woman who is trading sexual favors for drugs, yeah. it's a it's a hard situation. It's a very difficult situation. Yeah. But either way, Freebo is an asshole. Well, Dex sets up a kill room in an empty drug den, and then uh, we cut to Deb getting some coffee, and she's approached by Yuki from IA. Yeah. Internal affairs. Yeah, we meet Yuki, and I really like the way that this actress portrays her. Like oh, for she sure. has, she has a really like charismatic way of speaking, but she, you also like kind of want her to shut the fuck up a little bit. Oh, you she's know? great. She's really good. Yeah, really good IA person, and she comes up to Deb and is like, "Oh, you know Quinn? You should like really get to know him." And Deb's like, "I ain't no snitch. Get it out of here." <laughs> And, but we don't know what Quinn did right. or may have done or didn't do or whatever. Mm. Dex gets to Freebo's house at night and he sneaks into the back only to find that Freebo is in another altercation with a completely different adult person. Yeah, fucking crazy. The, Freebo's fighting this other guy and Dexter's just kind of standing there like, what, what the fuck is happening? Yeah, he steps in too far to be able to bolt. And even then, he's kind of confused as to what's going on. And, yeah, so Freebo bolts. The other guy comes at Dex, knocks out his filling. Dex stabs him, can't find his crown, then bolts. Yeah! So it's, it's, a, it's a quick two minutes. Wow! And Dexter just killed a stranger. Very, very not following his code at all. I disagree. The other guy started it. That's He fair. came right at him. And you, you don't just stab strangers unless they try to stab you first that's the first rule of stabbing kids if you are looking to stab someone don't do it until they stab you first yeah it's called self-defense this isn't a crazy rant here no fuck this guy he deserves to die and i'll kill him every time i'm sorry i don't give a fuck if he's a youth counselor guy he came at me bro and he couldn't handle it and now he's dead. Okay? Let that be a lesson I'll stab him every day. That's the first thing I would do. I would wake up, and the first thing I would do is I'd see Oscar Prado coming at me, and I would just stab him, and then I'd get up and get my coffee and do the whole thing. Because fuck this guy. No. I'm sorry. This whole time, they're talking about how, oh, he's the perfect fucking guy. I don't even give a fuck if that's true or not. He came at me. Fuck him. Stab, 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 stab. There it is. The person that I've been stabbing at yeah. the end of every episode, uh, where I go stab, 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 stab. It's just a Oscar Prado who's coming at me at the end of the episode. Okay? Fuck this guy. Every time. Every time. And guess what? No guilt. And he got stabbed by that knife. It's not like I even have a second knife. That's true. Dexter didn't pull out his own knife. No. Yeah. That, exactly. That's fair. Stab. There it is. But Dexter's kind of freaked out. 
I'm this sure. Situation. Yeah, he's he gets back to the kill room, starts packing it up, and he's contemplating his spontaneous kill. There's a little bit of uh, oh my god, what just happened, but a little bit of a thrill there too. Yeah. And again, just who the fuck was that? I mean, I just spoiled it for you. Oh yeah. <laughs> but I really don't think anybody's watching this instead of watching Dexter. Uh yeah, I I at least hope not. <laughs> we have not been doing our job if that's the case. <laughs> So Dex is driving back and gets a call from Rita, and Rita wants more humps. Ooh. And Dex is distracted because of the murder. So right. we get one of those patented Rita, where are you? Look in my eyes holes. When Dexter is in Rita's house, and yeah, like while they're having sex, mm-hmm. he's just watching the phone waiting for him to be called in. To the... Where are you? Yeah. Where Where did you go? Oh, no, no, I'm, I'm right here. I'm here. I'm right here. I'm humping. I'm humping. I got like three more humps for you. Later, <laughs> they're eating pudding by the open fridge, yes. which just is awesome. Yeah. That's just, I, I, good. That's a great thing to eat. It's a great place to hang out, especially in fucking Miami. Right. Maybe not the most energy efficient, but yeah. I would do it too. <laughs> Dex's cell phone rings and he rushes to get it. And it's just a telemarketer. And Rita's like, what is he doing? It's 3 a.m. To which my response is, it's 3 a.m. What are you doing? Right? You have a hotel to run and you have blood to look at. (laughs) What the hell are you guys doing humping so late? You're humping way too late. I'm just saying. (laughs) And you know it was already a late night because of the whole Oscar Prado thing. Sure. Jesus Christ. So that means that Rita called him at like 1 in the morning. Oh and was God. like, hey. I just feel the urge to hump right now. Dex gets to Freebo's in the morning. And what I, ha- I have a question here. He gets yeah. the call from Batista when he pulls up. Yeah. And then, and he sees them and they can theoretically see him. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, I'll be there in 20 to 30 minutes, which is fine. Yes. I'm waiting for Batista to just walk by and just, Dexter? What are you, I, what, what are you doing? I what see you? your minivan up there. Dexter, you here. Hey, come on over, you know. Well, and then what did he do yeah. for 20 to 30 minutes? Just watched him. <laughs> Just, he gave them more time to find his crown. Yeah. Like, come on. Yeah. Get uh, there faster, dude. Deb, when, when Dex gets there, Deb is like, this is it. This is the case that's going to get me my shield. <gasps> and it's because we got, on one hand, we got Miguel Prado. He's the ADA cleaning up Miami. He's the top prosecutor in the state. Ramon Prado, Sheriff Badass, and Oscar Prado apparently only came to confront Freebo about selling smack to kids at his youth center, which we find out in this episode to be bullshit. Dex finds his crown, which I get really upset every time I read that because I kind of wish it was like a real, like a royalty crown. It was like a gold crown. Yeah. Yes. I, I wish it was that too. <laughs> but... I'm just picturing Dexter just walking around Freebo's house and just, oh, there it is. And then picking up this huge Music. bejeweled it's crown. A, it's at Hamilton, yeah. King George level. <laughs> With the fur lining yeah. and everything. Yeah. Just like, oh, what's this doing here? Stick that in my glove. Yeah. Rule number two, never lose the crown, Dexter. <laughs> what got inside you got inside you so early. You've got to protect the crown. Yeah. This is a very different show. It changes the meaning completely. 
But Miguel Prado comes over with Ramon, and Ramon's like, whoever did this is already wishing he was dead. <laughs> and they both kind of stare. Miguel uh, glances at Dexter. They walk out. And I love Deb's line of, someone really stepped on their dick with this one. <laughs> I'm using that line. <laughs> Back at the precinct parking lot, we get the full code. <gasps> we did? Yeah, in the parking lot, Dex goes over Harry's code, and he's like, rules one through ten are don't get caught. <laughs> so, <laughs> with that information in mind, I started working on my Hamilton. Oh, good. Uh, my, my, my ten Harry code rules. Number one. Don't get caught. Number two. Do not let them catch you. Number three. <laughs> you must not get caught. <laughs> uh, yeah, it was a really interesting moment where Dex walks by a police dog in a car and the dog fully barks at him. Yeah. Which is a nice touch because we haven't dealt with any dogs lately. Uh, no, not since season one, episode one. Batista and Dex talk about Miguel and LaGuerta and how they hooked up back in the day. Mm. And if you ask LaGuerta, a uh, couple named McGuerta. McGuerta. Miguel was the one that got away. Ooh. Not Dokes. Dokes. Not Dokes. Dokes was the consolation prize. Oh, no. Motherfucker. <laughs> Motherfucker. Back at the briefing room, and it's nice to have the briefing room back. It's just a normal briefing room. Yes. No big boys. Just a couple of Miami boys. Just Miami boys chilling in the briefing room. Exactly. And that does include LaGuerta and Deb. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. They're, they're part of the boys. Boys night. Mm, boys night. Oscar Prado died a hero, according to everyone. And when Masuka is asked to talk about the scene... He talks about how it was a furious close in battle, and the aorta was clearly severed with one penetration. Ooh, that's hard to do. LaGuerta starts with Batista, then she talks to Masuka, and then when she gets to Dex, she's like, Dex, what's the blood telling us? And Dex is like, the same as everyone who's talked before me. It's the same. (laughs) And I'm like, God, that'd be a good job. Because (laughs) you would probably go third or fourth. And it would just be, yeah, it's exactly what they said. They danced around a knife, and then he died. So Yeah. No, that's good. I liked it. Quinn pipes up, uh, which is really fun, because he feels like the new guy at work that is too comfortable. Oh, my God, right? And he's like, yeah, I've been here a week, but he's like, hey, what's going on? And he starts eating your M&Ms or whatever. You're like, fuck off. (laughs) Yeah, so it's really funny when he pops up, because he's like, hi, I'm here. And everyone's like, who the fuck are you? Well, the Guerta doesn't even lose any speed. She was already walking out of the briefing room. When Quinn said that Freebo's not here, he had to have skipped town. And La Guerta's like, shut up at your face, and just, like, fully, like, gets him out of the way. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no. no eye contact, just, no, fuck off. We start off with the Miguel Prado press conference next, which is being watched by everyone at the precinct, and it's yeah. all what you would expect. Yes, I'm it's... I'm a Cuban man... This is Miami. I'm sad. We're all sad. Now I'm really sad, so I'm going to fight for you. And we're all sad. Yeah. Basically. Basically. No. But he's he's a very good speaker. And oh, he's brilliant. Marvelous. Yeah. And it, yeah, like very, very moving while still being, you know, that very strong presence, you know? like For sure. Yeah. I took my Pottermore quiz years ago yeah. to see what my Patronus would be. Oh, and yeah? it was actually just a corporeal um, Jimmy Smiths. Yeah. 
And it was nice because every time I did it, he was a different Jimmy Smiths. <gasps> Sometimes he's NYPD Blue Jimmy Smiths. There Sometimes you go. he's Leia's dad Jimmy Smiths. There you go. Sometimes he's Miguel Prado Jimmy Smiths. <laughs> so. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> Dex doesn't buy the whole youth club thing. And he, he Googles Oscar Prado in the police Google system. Y- yes. And he's that, like, that's what it is. It's the police Google. Yeah. Whatever that is. I don't want, I don't need to clarify every time. Okay. Yes. It's the, it's the police Google machine. The one that the police use. I'm feeling hot today. I'm feeling hot. I'm a hot and bothered because of that Oscar Prado bullshit. There it is. He came at me. Okay. I'm done. I'm done. But yeah, he looks him up in the police database and he's pretty fucking clean. So, yeah. you know, you have that. Dex is mad at Harry and won't be joining Deb in the Harry B-Day tribute. Yes. Like, the, the Harry Blue Room. Yeah. So here's the thing. Deb and Quinn talk about how Deb isn't getting very far with the neighborhood. Yeah. So Quinn is like, hey, I got a CI. Just remember we're friends, which is a little weird after Yuki is like, yes. that guy is full on corrupt. Right? So. And, yeah. And well, and he's he's only been a part of. Uh, homicide for two weeks. Two weeks. Only two weeks. It's and... felt like three. <laughs> He's like, here's a CI, and Deb goes to go talk to him, and it's a guitar playing Anton. Yeah. So it's bizarre because I really like Anton as the CI in this. Love him. And when we when Arrow started up, Arrow started after this. So yeah. when we started watching it, we're like, hey, it's Anton. Pretty cool. And now he's so solidly digged from Arrow. Yes. That I don't know if I've watched it since the whole Arrow thing. I definitely haven't. Yeah. So it's it's cool. It's kind of weird to, yeah. Yeah. That Anton is a very different character than Dick. <laughs> mm, I don't know about that. They're both very handsome men. That is very true. Although he is a normal sized man in this and then he becomes a bear. An arrow. Yeah. Which was muscly oh, monster. Very nice. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, I like I like Anton. Love him. Good old David Ramsey. We love him. Yeah, but it turns out that Anton's offers to sell Deb weed. And it's very yeah. clear that they 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 uh, are not liking each other. There's yeah. there's not a good vibe here. Pot smoking musician and yeah. Deb. Yeah. <laughs> Deb. But yeah, he's not a drug dealer. He's a drug user occasionally. Weed. And only weed. Only weed. And Anton has enough friends, so Deb leaves, but then gets a second idea and shows Oscar Prado's picture. Yeah. And he's like, mm-hmm. So we cut to Dad Day, where, oh boy, <gasps> Dex brought enough yarn, which is good. But, oh, for be- someone being so good with kids, he fully bombs, which oh. is awesome to see. Oh my God. He's just flopping all over the place. <laughs> Do you save lives? I help, kind of. Yeah. Like, not me. Not directly. And poor Cody. He's got a badge. It's a laminate. And, uh, <laughs> well, and Cody's fucking response to Dex being like, I I tried. And Cody's like, you were bad, but it would have been worse if I didn't have a dad today. And that's oh just, my wow, good God. Work. He's not wrong. He's and not wrong. But even with that, mm-hmm. Cody just gives Dexter a good hug, and then he goes and plays with the kids. We've talked about a lot of what-if scenarios here. Yes. We're going through Loki right now, so maybe that's a part of it. We keep talking about these Nexus timelines that might have changed everything. Yes. Whether it was Deb and Dokes together, whether yeah. uh, Deb never got with Viney, or, you know, what could have happened here, what could have happened there, right? Yeah. 
the biggest one I want to see from this what if universe yes. of Dexter. I want to see Paul's dad day. Oh my god. Because uh, you don't just become the manager of Toys R Us, okay? <laughs> You gotta sweat. You gotta work your ass off. Cause who even knows if he works at Toys R Us? He would just lie to the kids and be like, "Yeah, yeah I own every carnival on the on the Eastern Seaboard." You want to go to a circus? I you got know, one. Paul would be a carny. I I I can see yeah. that one. <laughs> yeah, I'll show you this. I'll show you how to rig all the carnival games. And we're like, "That's fun, Dad." And we're like, "Mm mm mm. I don't know about this guy." Oh my god. God, I miss Paul. <laughs> I think you're the only one. John. How dare you? Well, Rita is crying. She's so happy. Yeah, uh, that's why she's crying. Yes, we know that. That we is the know. only reason that she is a little bit emotional. Sheen doesn't know, but we know. We do know. Maybe it's Paul's. <laughs> Dex ponders on how Cody doesn't seem to have any daddy issues and really takes that to heart. Rita, as you said, was crying because Dex did so well, or she realized the baby is Paul's. Um, oh and this God. is where I say this is the fourth time Rita says everything is uncomplicated. Yeah, there it is. Um, and then Dex gets a call from Miguel Prado. It's like, <gasps> hey, could you come to this thing? Whoa! He, he gets to the Freebo crime scene where Dex finds Miguel Prado looking things over, and Dex goes through the whole fight for Miguel, and he's yeah. like, this is what happened. And he, he seems very respectful, which I like. He tells him how he, Oscar didn't suffer, and Miguel is like, all right, now I know how he died. Now I need to know why he died. So why did you Google my brother? You know? Oh. Yeah, and there's a little bit of a change there. Dex replying with, I just wanted to understand, and I loved Miguel being like, tell me, in your line of work, Mr. Morgan, is it usual for you to get so involved? And you can really, they sell him being the, the ADA so well right there. So well. Yeah. Well, and it's even after that when he catches himself and he's like, yeah. oh, I sounded like a prosecutor there. I'm so sorry. Yeah. And it's like, I love that stuff. That's it cool. is cool. Oh, so good. Miguel ponders for a, a while what a soul does after we die. Yeah. Which is not the conversation to have with Dexter. He's not that friend. No. Yeah. No, he's like Dexter says in that conversation. He's like, no, I hope a soul doesn't live on forever. That's just thinking like a scientist. <laughs> yeah. Dex tells Miguel about Harry's death. And yeah. Miguel's like, what, do you think that your dad lives on in you? Like, how do we, you know, so clearly Dex has more dad issues to get through. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, we'll figure that one out. But Miguel insists on Dex coming to the funeral. And he's like, come see how awesome my brother is. You're Google him all day and night. Just come on over. I'll show you his dead body. And you'll be like, wow, what a cool guy. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> it's kind of a first for Dexter to go to the wake of one of his victims. Yeah. Back at the precinct, Batista is going over the case when Deb comes in and is like, Oscar Prado is a fucking junkie. Ooh. And, of course, Miguel Prado is standing behind her to very comical effect. I was laughing hard. No, it was a horrible, awkward, tense situation. Oh, my goodness. And we haven't gotten a, you know, Deb foot in mouth uh, situation in a little while. It's been a while. Yeah, because she, she was, you know, she had a Lundy to, to have her back the last season. Or to tell, to put the foot in the mouth in front of Lundy. There it is. 
and then, um, well, yeah. that would just turn him on. But, <laughs> yeah, he'd help her through some of those situations. Yeah, uh, so this cool. one, no tact. No. Just went for it. Yeah, and, you know, and it is it is a good thing that I like that they're addressing it. Yes, me too. They, they didn't have to do it this early. They didn't have to do it, you know, at all, really. But it is really nice to be like, yeah, maybe Deb needs to learn. She did a really good job getting her street smarts and, and police skills in the last season. Yeah. Now let's 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 refine. Yeah, so, some of her uh, uh, social skills. Yeah, bedside manner. That one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, which, speaking of, side note, everybody looks amazing. <gasps> it's clear all that money's kicking in. Oh, uh, yeah. Rita is a golden goddess. I love yes. Deb's hair. Um, Michael C. Hall is as tan as ever. LaGuerta's office later. LaGuerta is keeping herself away from everyone. Mm-hmm. We see that it's our first example of that. Second hint, though, because at the kitchen, Batista's like, the whole restructure is meant so that you stay away from us now. Yeah. Personally. It's, yeah, which I, I, I mean, I fully understand why she is distancing herself after dokes and after oh, all of that stuff. Oh, my God. I thought it was after Pascal. <laughs> and she was like, the last time I got close to someone, they were dating the lieutenant of this <laughs> precinct, and I had to break up their love life. That makes more sense with uh, the dogs thing. Okay. Yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> huh. But but yeah, it this episode does kind of touch on yeah, what happens when you do get that promotion and those people that were your coworkers that were your friends yeah. when you're their boss now that you have to change that dynamic. Yeah, we get to Dex's desk where Deb is like, yeah, I feel bad. Like, she's a little defensive, but really, like, she's like, yeah, I know this is what it is. Oh, nah. And she brings up Harry's B-Day thing again to Dex, yeah. who does say, I'll see you there or whatever. This is where we get to LaGuerta's office, and Batista comes in to talk to LaGuerta. And LaGuerta's like, well, Deb should be off the case, but it's your choice. And this is where Batista has to kind of weigh being a boss to being a friend. Yeah, it's and it's a it's a tough it's a tough transition and I think he does a a good job. Speaking of tough transitions, we get to Osco Prado's wacky funeral. Oh. <laughs> I have two notes here. One says, "I want comfy chairs at my funeral and a birthday cake." And the second, Dex in his ugly brown suit. Oh my goodness. Yeah, Dexter does not have a good suit. He needs to go shopping. <laughs> yeah, it's one of those that's like respectfully bland. Yeah. We meet up with Deb at the bar who's celebrating Harry and she's only drinking cranberry juice and texts Dex who at the Oscar Prado wacky funeral, uh, Miguel Prado comes up to Dex who I think is a little bit surprised that he's there. Just a yeah. little bit, you know. Oh yeah, sure. And yeah, asks Dex if he has a brother to which Dex doesn't answer for a moment, and yeah. Deb's text comes through. And I feel really bad for Deb, because Miguel Prado forgives her, and Dex doesn't tell anyone, even right. if he just texted. Yeah, it's Right? Fine. It's At fine. least tell Deb. It, oh. I know that's not why they took her off the case. They took her off because it is high profile, yes. and she could do something again. Yes. But poor, Still. poor Deb. Poor Deb. Dex uh, walks up to the casket, and is like dealing with the guilt, but he's so frustrated at this puzzle, at this unanswered question, that he's just kind of like furrowing his brow and just kind of holding his head. 
And from Miguel Prado's perspective, it kind of looks like Dex is really upset emotionally. Yeah, like maybe it looks not like crying or close to it. Yeah, yeah. At, at least like maybe holding back tears or something. Yeah. It's yeah. And Miguel Prado's like, oh, I want to comfort you, and then he gets distracted by La Guerta. But it's a really kind of it's funny from Dexter's perspective. Yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> anyway, Dex gets another call from Deb, and he leaves. Batista shows up to the bar, and my God. Why is Batista hard to love? He doesn't seem that hard to love. He doesn't seem high maintenance. He doesn't no. seem like he parties too much. No, he uh. just seems like a sweetheart, just full of El Pasión. I know, I feel bad for the guy. But he gets there, takes a shot for Harry, and Deb mentions how Harry already had his shield by her age. Yeah. Which is crazy, or by his age. It, you know. Yeah. He's dead now. <laughs> so he didn't just get his shield. but when What? Yeah, when he was, you get it. Yeah. yeah, Batista takes Deb off the Prado case, and he's like, it was my decision. And I love Deb's response of, I'll tell you what, Angel, I'm going to get my motherfucking shield this season. I'll tell you what, because this is the fourth <laughs> time I've brought it up, and I'm not going to stop. I'm going to get that fucking shield. That's what I'm dealing with this season, okay? Yeah. <laughs> and we're like, thank you, Deb. That's, now we know. Well, and then, um, I really liked... Batista is saying, like, yeah, of course you can do it. Of course you can do it by this season. Of course you can. But the only person that is standing in your way is you. Yeah, so then she starts drinking hard. <laughs> which I couldn't tell if that was a yay drink. I, I kind of got a little more of, like, a yay. Like, yeah. like, like she is just owning exactly who she is. And she's, yeah. not, she's not getting in her own way. I like it. Dex is outside in the car, and he uses Cody's example and moves on. I think he could have told Deb yeah. at a certain point during the nine times she asked that day. Yeah. But, yeah, you know, it's fine. <laughs> Back at Rita's house in the morning, they woke from a night of humps. They just, they, they had a night mm. of humps. They woke up. They humped again. And then she wants it again. She is just a horny little humper. Well, she says the title of the episode here, where all she wants is chocolate pudding and humps. <laughs> all she wants. That's all she wants. Yep. <laughs> but ring, 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 ring. We're at a crime scene. Ooh. Deb is mad at Dex for not celebrating Harry, to which Dex is like, I'm working on some dad issues. And Deb is like, fuck you. Fuck you and all these boys with all your daddy issues. Right. <laughs> which I love that. Well, yeah. keep the love coming because Dex apologizes for not noticing Deb's haircut and he calls it beautiful, which stuns her a little bit. It truly does and that is so earnest and honestly sweet deb and batista are hungover and poor vince this is like the third time that he's looking at dex expectantly for his article yes and dex just i'm about halfway through your article vince so i i feel bad because vince um i don't know it's he's playing it cool like he's like yeah i'm a big deal but it is a big deal yeah but this person that they found this Jane Doe is she was strangled and there's no blood and they just cut some of the skin they just took it yeah they yeah. just someone was like that shoulder I like that shoulder I hope it's someone who's creating a skin suit yeah the skin suit <laughs> slasher it's very Buffalo Bill but just one little piece at a time it's like a patchwork yeah, yeah like a quilt there it is yeah <laughs> A skin quilt. Ooh. Yeah, and Masuka's like, maybe it was a tattoo, and they need to figure out what 
the fuck why you would just cut a piece of someone's skin off. Yeah. But Dex recognizes her as Tegan, that lady that was strung out at Freebo's house. Oh, yes, the one who just wanted one more toot. But yeah, so Dexter takes that as Freebo is still in town. Well, and the Batista is wondering if the skin was taken before or after they had died. Oh, sure. That's a really good question. She didn't die from losing a piece of skin. No. So I have questions. Yes. Batista's desk, LaGuerta checks in on him, and she gives him his gold shield, and Deb is staring longfully because all she wants is a shield. That's all she wants. All Dexter wants is to fix his teeth, and he does. He finally does. Goes back to the dentist. And at the precinct elevator, Deb is getting in the elevator and doesn't hold the door for Angel, which is fun. Yeah. And I loved the shout out for Ramos, Masuka, and Quinn. Let's go celebrate and hooray for Ramos. He yeah. looks so happy to be a part of the club. Yay! You know? <laughs> and yeah, everyone goes out to party and LaGuerta stays behind and just well, looks mournfully out across the city. Yeah, like like she kind of looked on longingly. Like yeah. Just kind of... But that's that's her role as the boss. Is this she's... is my life now. Yeah. No, it's not. This isn't her role as the boss. No, Batista has a role as the boss to not confuse his friendship with work. True. Look, Huerta's just being a... Just, she's just overreacting because her best friend and sometimes lover turned out to be some sort of man-hunting butcher. Okay? That's all. But no, this isn't a part <laughs> of her job. She's not separating to... No, she's went completely the other way. Right? Don't shut everyone out, LaGuerta. It's okay. When Deb gets to the bar, she's jumped by Yuki, and Deb's like, I won't rat on my friends or family. And Yuki's like, oh, well, there goes your shield, which isn't how it works, but that's fun. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, and then we get to Rita's house where Dex is considering changes to his codes and trying to figure out who he is as a person. Yeah. And when he gets there... He notices that Rita's listening to the same music again, making chocolate pudding again, and she wants more humps, which makes gets them to the realization. <gasps> Rita's pregnant. Hopefully with Dexter's child. We will come to you next episode. Uh, hopefully we'll find some sort of stability here because uh-huh. my life has been chaos. Wondering if this is Paul's child. Oh, my God. It's like in the office when they see Karen again and she's pregnant. Oh, and yeah. Michael's like, I'm trying to, when was the last time you and Jim had sex? I'm trying to, hold on. <laughs> when, like, the timing is way off. Paul's been dead for, like, a year or so. We don't know what day it is. It could be two weeks after Dose died. We don't know. <laughs> Maybe he just got back from Paris. Oh, my God. But, yeah, good stuff. Good uh, that stuff. was the whole thing. Anything that we would talk about right now, and I have a few things, but yeah, we can wait till next episode. Let's wait till oh, okay. things get going a little bit before, so we can yeah talk about sure. some shit. Yeah, that sounds good. I'm totally good. okay with that. Great. Well, then that's our episode, guys. Thank you so much for listening and supporting us. We really appreciate it. And if you'd like to contact us, our email is tilldeathdoeuswatch at gmail.com. You can also reach us on the socials if you'd like. And yeah, that's that's it. So we'll talk about episode two. Dose, baby. Of season three. What? Next week now? Okay. Yeah, yeah so we'll talk to you next time. Bye. Bye-bye. Stop, 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 stop. Shut Oscar. up, Oscar. Oscar. Oscar.